Watch and listen to the talking news every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on Channel 96, Comcast Xfinity, and Channel 30, Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9, Xfinity, and Channel 29, Fios. Listen anytime on the BMC Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. And now on to the talking news. Unfunded OPEB Liability Lower by Joanna K. Zuvalis. Belmont's Unfunded Liability Estimate of $186.3 million has been reduced to $90 million thanks to the efforts of the other Post-Employment Benefits OPEB Study Committee. Belmont's Town Accountant, Treasurer, Human Resources Director, and Interim Town Administrator, who helped collect data used by Siegel Consulting for the 2017 Actuarial Valuation. Our, actual, our, our accrued actuarial liability that has, has to appear next year on fiscal year 2018 financial statements is now about half of what it would have been had we not gotten these numbers down to a much more reasonable number, said OPEB Study Committee Chairman Ralph Jones. According to Jones, the 2016 actuarial valuation, which estimated the unfunded OPEB liability to be 96.7 million higher, was based on census data, not actual data, because the actuary was not able to get the data he needed from the town. When the actuarial valuation was done in 2016, Jones said it took a lot of effort to segregate out the data for retirees and how that they and how they have retrieved it. They will recommend the town continue to segregate and keep records of it. Jones said many towns do not segregate the data. However, when they were doing their research, OPEB study committee found Wayland was one town which did, did segregate the costs of health care of retirees from those of actual employees and saw a reduction in their liability of about 30% when they did their actuarial report. This, Jones said, his committee decided to try to replicate the same approach in Belmont. Using that fine data, we can get a much better picture of what our cost trends are and can continue to reduce our liability by looking at it in a much more fine-grained way than we had before, said Jones. Kathy Riley, the actuary with Siegel Consulting, gave a presentation at the December 18th Board of Selectmen meeting of how she determined the unfunded liability to be about 50% less. She said the key changes in assumptions was which reduced the unfunded liability were based on changes in per capita costs, trend assumptions, and a change in the discount rate. She estimates the unfunded liability will be fully funded 
in about 24 years by the year 2041. And now over to Claire. Thank you, Bob. Select Men to Decide on Pot Sales by Joanna K. Zuvelis. The time has come for Belmont to decide if they want to be able to drive to the corner store to buy marijuana. In the 2016 state election, question four, to legalize adult use marijuana sales in Massachusetts was approved by 52.5% of Belmont voters who cast ballots. Turnout in the election was 83% of Belmont's registered voters. The state is currently in the process of drafting regulations for adult use marijuana establishments in Massachusetts. Applications for licenses will begin to be accepted by the state April 1, 2018. Selectmen must decide. On December 18th, Dr. David Alper, member of the Belmont Board of Health, informed the selectmen they need to make an important decision, whether or not the town should opt out of allowing adult-use marijuana establishments in Belmont. The question would need to be on the ballot of a special election before April 1st or the town election April 3rd. A special election will cost the town approximately $15,000, according to Alper. But if the selectmen decide to wait until the April 3rd election, there is a two-day window when someone could submit their application to the state to open an adult-use marijuana establishment in Belmont. Selectmen could also decide to do nothing and see what happens. They have made this important decision on January 8. Members of the board encourage residents to email them their thoughts on the matter at selectmen at belmontma.gov. The Secretary of State will receive a draft of the state regulations from the Cannabis Control Commission, or CCC, on December 29th, and on February 5, there will be a public hearing at the State House, said Alper. On March 23rd, regulations will become law and the state will start accepting licenses April 1st, and shops would be able to open beginning July 1st, he said. Alper said he believed Belmont will be targeted by retailers of adult-use marijuana because the town is well-to-do. He said if the selectmen decide to do nothing or the town, after an election, decides not to opt out, the Board of Health will have to get in gear and get regulations in place for Belmont. He said the planning board would also have to create zoning regulations. On December 19th, he met with the planning board to forewarn them of the timetable. Zoning regulations would limit where adult-use establishments could open in Belmont. Once the planning board decides on zoning regulations, town meeting would vote on them in the spring. Alper said the maximum number of adult-use marijuana establishments allowed in Belmont if the town does not up opt out is one. Revenue potential. According to Alper, the different types of adult use establishments that could open are cultivation facilities, 
independent testing labs, marijuana product manufacturers, and retail marijuana stores. The Board of Health's role would be to inspect retail establishments who would be selling edibles such as brownies, gummies, lollipops, and oils. Alper said another example of an adult use establishment could be a casual room at a yoga studio or a massage therapist who sold marijuana products to clients. If Belmont does not opt out, one-day licenses for marijuana could also be issued similar to one-day liquor licenses, said Alper. Alper said adult-use marijuana establishments are cash-only businesses and can generate up to $10 million annually. Planning Board Chairman Charles Clark on December 19th joked, it's like the revenue generated by a Dunkin' Donuts. Alper said when the planning board decides how to write zoning regulations for adult-use marijuana businesses, it would be to the town's benefit to have the establishment in a location that would be successful, not hidden in a less heavily trafficked part of town. Alper also informed selectmen about the 3% marijuana sales tax the town could levy if an adult-use establishment opens in Belmont. The 3% tax would be on top of the state sales tax and would need to be earmarked for drug education, which the town health department would oversee, said Alper. Town meeting would have to vote on adopting this 3% additional sales tax. Now, over to Max. Thanks, Claire. In a similar vein, retailers look for ways around selling marijuana by, by Jerry Twody. Cannabis entrepreneurs are working to find a place in the Massachusetts market, sometimes treading on legally dubious ground. From a meetup website that connects pot smokers with home growers to a startup that delivers $55 bottles of fruit juice with a free gift of marijuana, some are basing small cannabis businesses on a provision in the state law that allows people to exchange gifts of up to an ounce of weed. Other enterprises with larger corporate backings are planning to enter the legal marijuana market through state-regulated channels to offer new types of pot products. Following the passage of a ballot question, marijuana became legal for recreational purposes in Massachusetts in December 2016. While it's legal to grow and possess limited quantities of pot, there's still no legal way to buy it. The State Cannabis Control Commission is currently developing the regulatory framework for legal sales. The first licensed commercial marijuana dispensaries in Massachusetts are expected to open in July. Quote, it's the elephant in the room in states that are coming online. The states say it's, it's legal, but there's no way to access it, unquote, said Oregon resident Will Gaudet, co-founder and CEO of Harvest Plug a web-based platform where pot growers and smokers can arrange transactions. In legal states, the black market is still thriving. Something is wrong with the way we're coming online in legal states. We have to quit controlling cannabis like it's uranium. People engaging in arrangements to, in effect, buy or sell pot are at risk of being arrested. 
Police departments across the state have continued arresting people on charges of marijuana distribution, possession with intent to distribute, and trafficking. Pot gifts scrutinized. On Harvest Plug, which operates under the slogan, Weed is free, time is money, users can post if they are seeking or making available specific strains of pot in a particular geographic area. Gaudet argues that the platform, which opened to Massachusetts residents last month, is legal because growers are paid for their time, not for the, quote, free, unquote, marijuana they exchange. Massachusetts law enforcement officials, however, have a different opinion of such exchanges. Felix Brown, a spokesman for the Executive Office of Public Safety, cautioned that, quote, sham transactions, unquote, involving the exchange of marijuana and disguised payments or reciprocal gifts remain against the law. He pointed to the guidance the office issued to district attorneys and police chiefs in late 2016 and early 2017. In a memo issued in February, EOPS Chief Legal Counsel David Sollett advised prosecutors that there are, quote, a number of individuals and businesses that are attempting to evade the Commonwealth's prohibition on the unlicensed sale of marijuana by engaging in organized sham transactions, unquote. That advisory specifically referenced High Speed, a service that de delivers fruit juice for $55 or more per bottle with an accompanying, quote, free, unquote, gift of pot. Quote, obviously this is a thinly concealed scheme to obscure the illegal sale of marijuana by an unlicensed seller, unquote, Solitz memo stated. Despite the legal scrutiny, however, High Speed was still operating in Massachusetts as of late December. Gaudet says he ho hopes to disrupt the emerging commercial pot industry the way, same way Airbnb and Uber have upended the hotel and taxi industries, shifting commercial power from large corporations and towards small entrepreneurs. Legal cannabis is not working for everyone, he said. We want to offer a way we can embrace the black market and maybe put a tax on the point of sale between peers or create a license for people who want to home grow and sell among peers. New products. When marijuana sales became legal in Massachusetts, excuse me, become legal in Massachusetts, consumers will likely be able to choose from a wide variety of products that go far beyond smokable little cannabis. Edibles, tinctures, oils, and other products are expected to be stocked in state-licensed marijuana dispensaries. In California, Rebel Coast Winery recently announced a new line of cannabis-infused non-alcoholic wine. The federal prohibition on marijuana prevents the transport of marijuana products across state lines, so Rebel Coast doesn't plan to ship its products to Massachusetts or other states anytime soon. But producing cannabis wine is something that could potentially be duplicated in Massachusetts and other states that have moved to legalize marijuana. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Nomination papers available for town offices. The town clerk announces that uh, nomination papers for town offices are now available for registered voters interested in running for office in Belmont. In addition to many town-wide offices, 12 representative town meeting members are elected for th three-year terms from each of the eight voting precincts. This year, 
there are also some partial term openings for town meeting, vacancies created by members moving or resigning. Annual town meeting takes place in the spring and typically lasts for six evenings, customarily Monday and Wednesday in early May, then early June. Town meeting makes all of the decisions about the town's budgets and local bylaws. Belmont's government is a representative town meeting, which means that only town meeting members can debate and vote at town meeting, unlike the open town meeting form of government. Twelve town meeting members from each of the eight voting precincts are elected each year to a three-year to three-year terms. A limited number of additional partial term seats are sometimes available. Stop by the town clerk's office to pick up nomination papers. Have your neighbors and friends who are voters sign your nomination papers and submit the signed forms to the town clerk by the deadline February the 13th, 2018 at 5 p.m. The town clerk's web pages contain quite a bit of information to help make a decision to seek office at www.belmont-mass.gov. Select Town Clerk, then select Running for Elected Office and Campaigning, or call 617-993-2600. To be nominated for townwide offices, signatures of at least 50 registered voters of the town are required on the nomination papers. The town clerk must certify these signatures so officials suggest obtaining about 20% more just to be safe. Offices to be filled for April 13, 2018 town election. Moderator, Board of Selectmen, Board of Assessors, Board of Cemetery Commissioners, Board of Health, Members of the Housing Authority, trustees of the public library, and members of the school committee. And now over to Claire. Thank you, Bob. Water Division Manager Retiring After 35 Years by Joanna Zuvelis. After 35 years of service to the town, Water Division Manager Michael Bishop has decided to retire. His last day was December 29. Although I loved the career I chose, I felt it was the right time in my life, he said. Bishop hopes to finally get to his honeydew list and work on his golf game. He also plans to spend more time as a volunteer trainer at the New England Waterworks Association, NEWWA. I have been assisting in the training of waterworks staff from municipal and private organizations at the NEWWA for the past 10 years. Bishop currently resides in Woburn, but grew up in Belmont, graduating Belmont High School in 1973. On December 18, the town honored Bishop with a retirement reception and presented him with a proclamation for his service. He said he will miss the Public Works family and all the town employees he has worked with for the past 35 years.
Bishop sat down with the Belmont Citizen Herald recently to reflect on his career. Question. Looking back, what would you say your greatest accomplishments have been in your current role for the town? I would have to say my greatest accomplishment has to be our water main capital improvement plan that began in 1995 to present. Although I believe this has been one of my greatest accomplishments, I can't take all the credit. There has been so much support from our Public Works Director, Jay Marcotte, Assistant Public Works Director, Michael Santoro, Water Advisory Board members, Board of Selectmen, Town Meeting members, and our residents to keep this important improvement program going. What were your greatest challenges? I stated in an newspaper article several years ago what I believed was my greatest challenges. I still believe today that the most challenging part for me was having to find ways to do more with less. Although the Water Division is an enterprise fund and the water budget is funded solely through the water rates, I still have to be fiscally responsible to our residents. One of the more difficult aspects of my position along with my Public Works Director, Jay Marcotte, is having to pass the needed rate increases to the residents in order to provide a quality service and maintenance to the town's water distribution system. It is often misunderstood that these rate increases are not only for today, but the future of the town's water distribution center. And now here's Max. Thanks, Claire. Visit Cushing Square's new Haven by Joanna K. Suvalis. If you're looking for a haven, Linda Cohen and Iva Circia say they have created one at 117 Trapello Road in Cushing Square. They are the co-owners of Haven and Hair, a full-service hair salon which opened in November. Circia wanted a place of business that leaves people who work there and customers satisfied. Haven is for everyone who is here, an open environment, creativity, education, mutual support. It will be a haven, she said. The mix of contemporary and vintage decor they chose in the salon creates an atmosphere that is a relaxing, elegant refuge. Services include cutting, coloring, extensions, carotene treatments, blowouts, waxing services, and scalp massages. Our guests will be offered the option to have an essential oil scalp massage with oil of their choice, a truly relaxing sensory experience, said Circea. A perfect match. The women met through a mutual friend who knew each of them wanted to open their own salons and thought they would be the perfect match. As it turns out, they were. They've known each other since April and immediately knew they wanted to go into business together. 99% of our ideas align, said Cohen. Prior to opening her new salon, Cohen worked for a salon in Newton for many years. She has been in the field since the 1980s. Circea has 10 years of cosmetology experience and recently moved back to Massachusetts from California, where she worked as an educator in the hair industry. They both have the same style and taste, they say, and they both love dogs, which is why there will always be a dog bowl outside their salon and dog treats on hand. Book lovers will also want to stop by Haven and Hair to check out their book exchange. Even if a customer isn't interested in getting their hair done,
Cohen and Garcia encourage people to come and visit their book exchange located in the front window of their salon where you can drop off a book and take a book. Back to you, Bob. Thanks, Max. Film shows care worker-client relationships. No political or economic argument makes the case for change like everyday lived experiences, says the producers behind a new documentary called Care. The film, showing on PBS, highlights the close relationships between direct care workers, such as home health aides, certified nursing assistants, and personal care attendants, and the older adults and families they serve. Through the personal stories, the producers of care say it reveals the deep humility, humanity, excuse me, and poignancy of care work, as well as the challenges older adults, their families, and their care workers face. The documentary explores the challenging working conditions for direct care workers and the barriers older adults and family caregivers experience in assessing home-based direct care. In addition, the film highlights the growing movement to address these interconnected issues. National Association of Social Workers is promoting the documentary because of its relevance to the association's long-term services and supports policy statement, said Chris Herman, a senior practice associate at NASW. The policy statement highlights the high demand for direct care workers who provide essential services for low wages and with limited access to health insurance or other benefits. Herman said. The documentary aired on PBS in September. The Care Documentary website, caredocumentary.com, includes information about assessing the video archive available until October 5th and about hosting or attending local screening events throughout the fall. At the website, visitors can also assess uh, access to research and learn about ways to take action. And over to Claire. Thank you, Bob. Here are three natural digestive aids to try for our tip of the week. Eating habits. Chew your food slowly and thoroughly. Avoid lying down for an hour after you eat. Increase your stomach acid. Try diluting a tablespoon of lemon water or apple cider in vinegar in water each day. Add these to your diet. Papaya, pineapple, ginger, mango, and honey. All these contain enzymes that can help you digest according to Livestrong.com. Superfoods. Want to try some seaweed? One superfood you'll probably not aware of is seaweed. Seaweed has been a staple in many East Asian diets for centuries. People have suspected the long lifespan enjoyed by the Japanese was due in part to their diet, a big part of which is seaweed. The American Journal of Agriculture and Food Chemistry concluded that seaweed can promote heart health and lower blood pressure. 
And the last, food tech. Lasers don't lie. Researchers at the University of British Columbia have developed a laser that can help identify if ground beef is 100% ground beef. At times, meat producers can mix in internal organs to stretch the supply further. But the new laser uses spectral signatures to analyze each sample. In test, researchers were able to determine whether ground beef samples included other animal parts with 99% accuracy. Now, here's Max. Thanks, Claire. Up on Beacon Hill, the Children, Families, and Persons with Disabilities Committee held a hearing on several proposals involving persons with disabilities, including Replace Handicap with Disability, S-50, strikes all references in the state's general laws to handicap and replace them with disability. Supporters said over the years the word handicap has developed a negative connotation and is commonly perceived as being offensive by implying that persons with disabilities are somehow lesser than their able-bodied peers. Prohibit electric shock treatment, S93. Prohibits any state or local facilities from using electric shock therapy, hitting, pinching, or any procedure which causes obvious signs of physical pains on individuals with a physical, intellectual, or developmental disability. Disability Awareness Training, H3802, establishes a mandatory disability awareness training for employees of the Massachusetts House and Senate, Massport, MBTA, and all public safety agencies. Disability is defined in the measure as a person with, quote, physical or developmental impairments, blindness, deafness, and intellectual disabilities, end quote. Now back to Bob. Along with my colleagues Claire and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of Local News Happenings around Belmont.